all of our many fan. Mm -hmm. What are you getting? Well, I'm getting a bounce, mm -hmm. um, but there's a lightness within it as well. Interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, just, honey, it's a very yeah. tricky color, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. Terry and uh, I worship an unconventional deity, the power of another dimension. Now, you're not going to read about this dimension in a book or in a magazine or uh, in a newspaper uh, because it doesn't exist anywhere except in my own mind. Well, hey, hey, hey. This is the David Allen Show. Yes. Today, uh, May 5, Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, oh day. Oh, I thought the. Oh, well, yeah. I thought it had something to do with mayonnaise. Kind of mixing things, yeah. I was like five mayonnaise. Uh, may is, that, is that not right? Cinco de Mayo. Um, mayo that's been on the counter for five. Oh, I don't know. I won't tell you what I think mayonnaise is because it's. I'm gross. not trilingual. <laughs> but you're bi. Hey. Hey. Stop it. You're, you're saucy. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Um, well, we we have a new jingle for the show because apparently it's uh, for real. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Th this is our uh, our front runner. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Although more than a front runner, maybe. Maybe uh, the runner. The runner. Bing, bing, bong, bong, All right, bing, I like bing, bing. So we, uh, we are left with, um, on the other side... And yeah. and which party are they in? <laughs> you figure out which is which. Uh, which party are they in? <laughs> I like how it ends. <laughs> right? <Yeah>. <laughs> <gasps> is... Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Apparently, apparently that's his party. Oh. Oh. Apparently. Well done. Oh. I'm against why not. <laughs> wow. A little slip of the uh, You know, it's amazing you can finger. do that on a harmonica you like, like that. that. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> we do what we can. Yeah. You're a musician. I'm so good. Uh-huh. Well, well, well. Today, single de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. Wasn't that uh, celebrating the uh, independence of Mexico or something like that? Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry up. for being so culturally what illiterate. Is Cinco de Mayo. It's a uh, what? Why? Because did that celebration uh, to commemorate the Mexican Army's unlikely victory over French forces at the Battle of Puebla. On Cinco de Mayo, 1862, under the leadership of General Ignacio, Ignacio Zaragoza. Zaragoza. Yeah. Uh, it's sometimes mistaken to be Mexico's Ooh. Independence Day. Mm. It's, when they, it's when they whooped up on France. Yeah. Huh. But Me Mexicans, uh, Mexico's Independence Day is September 16th, so I was wrong. But they beat somebody. They slept, well, you know, it was French. You know. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> the 6,000-strong French army attacked the much smaller and poorly equipped Mexican army of 2,000. Oh, Ooh, boy. that's quite the whooping. <laughs> oh, man. 
Yeah, man. Yikes. Other than like the French Foreign Legion, they just kind of, you know, get slapped silly <laughs> on a regular basis. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So to start things off today, uh, I thought it'd be fun to go to the... What episode are we? Um, last week was 12. Uh, 14. Oh, 14. Okay. 14 less one. Less one. <laughs> because someone didn't get us a baker's dozen of donuts. Yeah. So... We're not celebrating that. No, number. no, stop it. Yeah. What? I what? just also thought that, you know, it's probably a wise idea because most hotels don't have That's a 13th true. Floor. I mean, there's a re- there must be a reason for it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sounds like their idea. That's okay. All right. This, this posted today on the website, IFL Science. I'm not going to say what IFL stands for because I find it repulsive, uh, but this gets spewed about. This website gets constantly propagated um, by, typically by the, the left. Um, and here is a published today headline, Five Reasons Not to Care About Climate Change. Oh, Ready? Th- they're going to be sarcastic, right? Number one. You hate everyb. Number one. You never really liked animals much anyway, especially not those snow leopards. <laughs> I threw up in my mouth. <laughs> uh, number two, the idea of basically wiping entire countries off the map fills you with joy. Uh, you're super excited about the idea of welcoming climate refugees into your country and home. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Super excited. Number four, you don't need clean, fresh water. None of us do, really. And number five, your favorite pastime is storm chasing. I think the thing that kind of uh, made me the most irritated, but uh, intrigued me, and it's kind of fun to read, are the comments. Oh, ooh, do tell. Because, you know, some people called this out as for what it is, which is stupid. No. But I thought the science was settled. Um, someone posted, what a load of scaremongering horse dung. (laughs) Climate change was happening before humanity existed. For a site about science, you sure like cult religion. Ooh. Uh, for people who like living under 36 degrees Celsius during summer, we have great news. This kind of climate is becoming more common. Even better with droughts becoming the norm. You won't have to worry about getting your feet wet. Ha 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 The sarcasm in this is so great (laughs) Wait a minute Those aren't good things (laughs) That was (laughs) I hope that was um, Sarcasm or trying to be funny or Polar bears revert back to being brown bears (laughs) Uh, Have you ever heard of Veritense.net the last one. Oh, Best sorry. thing I've I've read all week. Also scariest. Is everything we are able is everything we are able to do but don't cause money enough to stop our own extinction? Well, if America didn't spend six hundred and eight billion dollars on military, they could put it to some good instead. How much? Six hundred and eight billion, sorry. Oh, okay. That's about right. Yeah, we'd probably speak in German or Russian by now, but that's all right. 
So that, I mean, th that is the agenda of... No. There you have it. <coughs> I'm sorry, you were saying before I... Um... No, 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 no. Yeah, there's a... Enough of that tripe. Uh, there's a, a growing number of people who believe that we are actually at the beginning of a new ice age. Um, shh, shh, that doesn't sell. Shh. There's a um, a book called uh, Cold Sun by a guy named uh, Mr. John Casey. He was a senior field engineer on the space shuttle program. He uh, started his own company. and he What's had, his name? Uh, John Casey. Oh, not Kasich. Okay, good. Yeah, Kasich. Yeah, not, not Kasich. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> That's just so fun sounding. <laughs> yeah, uh, he he makes a strong case that our climate is determined based upon the uh, energy output from the sun. And the uh, sun goes through uh, like a 200-some-year cycle of where it slows down and it gets cold. Stop talking science. And <clears throat> what happened 200 years ago, well, it'll actually be a 40-year deal where um, for uh, 15 or a oh, little Shh. over 15 years, it's going to get colder and colder. Shh, no. And so a little climate, a little uh, little global warming Ain't would be that a good bad. thing. <clears throat> it wouldn't be bad. <clears throat> you can't talk like that, though. That's just rude counterproductive Al Gore needs to make some money on this no kidding Ugh. huh no I didn't see that uh, uh, IFL science mm. <laughs> real special yeah Bre breaking news uh, breaking news yesterday kind of breaking bing, news bong, bong. it was breaking news when it happened when it broke <laughs> change your headline people uh, Mexico caves the Mex Prez, this is how they write this, apologizes to GOP frontrunner Trump. <gasps> oh. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Who knows? Really? <laughs> is that, did that really happen? <laughs> I think so. Uh, I did. Let's see. I thought that I clipped this. Oh. Yes. Exclusive. President Fox apologizes and invites Trump to Mexico. Let's just give this a listen. See what he has to say. Sorry. Yes, yes. I'm humble enough as leader should be, compassionate leader. If I offended you, I'm sorry. But what about the other way around? <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Not really. I'm going to say this because I don't want to pay for the wall that you want me to pay for. <laughs> Happy Cinco de Mayo, Vincent. Vincente. Oof. Really? Well, he was. If it was Vincente Fox, he's not the current Mexican president. So, um, <clears throat> it's a former. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That tells you something. That tells you that. Uh, Trump, there's a there's a train bearing down on America, and it's called the Trump Express. Or Bing Bing Bong Bong <laughs> Bing Bing Bing. The, yeah, that Express. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about what's going on? Isn't it? I just. Uh, I don't think that he can really. I mean, there's a lot of people who say that they won't vote for Trump, 
And there's a lot of Democrats who say he's a joke and everything. But <clears throat> I don't know. Cause, but who really wants Hillary or Bernie? Well, most Democrats. I think. Oh, okay, but I mean, who would potentially vote for the 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 R party? No, not our R, the uh, letter, the letter R. Mm-hmm. Well, I I <laughs> I think uh, most Republicans. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm voting Libertarian. Gary Johnson, <clears throat> all the way, Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson, baby, writing in Rand Paul. Yeah, R- Rand Paul. Rampal. Uh Rampal. Excellent. <laughs> uh, but like with with Hillary, I mean, he doesn't have any cell skeletons in a cl- in his closet. Hillary, he doesn't. No, no uh, oh, oh, Trump. So. I'm sorry. I was confused. Bing, bing, bong, bong. I was confused. <laughs> he doesn't have any, and if he did, he he seems to be the type of person. He'd gloat that, about it, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd open up the door and say, "Hey, come in here, check this out." You wouldn't believe what I did when I was younger. I was crazy. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she has so many skeletons in her closet. I mean, uh, you know, she could make some good money selling them to like medical schools or whatnot. All of her skeletons. <laughs> All of her skeletons. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, maybe one of them will stick. You know what I mean? And if, uh, Trump is such a buffoon, uh, I mean, if I was a Democrat, I would kind of want him to. Uh, what? Want him to win. Because if he's really destroying the uh, Republican Party, we'll let him destroy the Republican Party, and then we'll mop up afterwards if that's the theory. Well, I know, but he had Flawless a... victory. Over the Cruz and, <laughs> and Kasich, right? Yeah, yeah. It seems he just somehow... Wiped the floor with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did. It wasn't really a, a game, right? Finish him. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. No, I'm. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. Like I've been watching. I mean, you can't gauge from Facebook from your own Facebook friends. But I I was watching a couple younger guys that should know better, and ah, <laughs> uh, on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Mm, yeah. Um, and they would vote for Bernie. If he wins, but if Bernie doesn't get the nomination, well, they're, they're not going for Hillary. Then they'll go for Trump, huh? Because they don't no want the typical. They don't want the typical uh, uh, candidate. Yeah, mm. establishment candidate. So I mean, I think if Bernie, if Bernie won the nomination, I would think that there's a really good chance that the uh, Democrats could potentially win. You know, <laughs> exactly. That lady doesn't. <laughs> yeah, huh. I don't know. What do you think? I just wonder what may... Well, there's talk now that Kasich stayed in long enough to get Cruz out of the way. His job was to get Cruz out of the way? Mm-hmm. For Trump. You know, so to, he to, was to in keep it for Cruz, Trump. To keep Cruz from winning. Really? That's interesting. Or, or keep him from getting momentum. Uh-huh. <clears throat> now, I don't think there was much hope that he would win. At least enough to outright take the the nominee n- nomination ship. Did you see the thing that uh, Trump started uh, propagating about Cruz right before he? Which one? Well, the one about his dad. He had a picture of his dad supposedly next to oh, Lee oh, Harvey oh, Oswald. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Whatever it takes. I mean, they're all full of dirty tricks. Yeah. Just what they do. Yeah, and uh, holy cow. 
Did you see, uh, I mean, you could see the, uh, the bloodthirstiness in Ted Cruz. Did you see when, you know, at his, uh, his uh, whatchamacallit, concession speech? I mean, he almost killed his wife. It was, it was insanity. <laughs> I heard she's a tough woman. Yeah. She can take an elbow from Ted. Yeah. No, not just an elbow. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was a uh, punch in an elbow. Right. Oh, man, if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> it's everywhere all over the, the, the social media, but apparently Ted Cruz conceded and left. And then punched his wife. And was hug, hugged his wife and then went to hug someone else. But apparently his, his wife was trying. Was that his dad? Yeah. Apparently his wife was trying to get in there too. And yeah. He, yeah. But the thing I don't get is people's hatred for, for Cruz. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not sure. And I don't know if it's because he seemed to hold a pretty rigid moral view. I, it, I Maybe. I don't know. I, I don't think that's it at all. Because... Ben Carson had a pretty rigid moral view, but people didn't hate Ben Carson. Because he's black and he wasn't a Democrat. I think it was because he was soft-spoken and he wasn't uh, an... Ob- you know, Cruz would say and do... He would do certain things that mm-hmm. made you feel like he was a, the biggest fake in the world. You know? Like oh, they he's had- an evangelist. Well, He'd the, make a great evangelist. Well, he, well, his dad was an evangelist. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, he had a lot of good things to say, but, you know, so many people came out and said he was just a world-class idiot. I mean, in, Who? in ter- Cruz, in terms of being not being a nice guy, not being a kind guy. Like, my brother was talking to me about, um, uh, I don't know, one of the debates or something. Um, somebody, some lady started falling next to Cruz and Trump. And Cruz didn't do anything to try to keep her from falling, but Trump jumped in to help her not to fall. And it's the impression my brother had is that, you know, one is authentic and one is is a hypocrite. And it's my understanding that the word uh, hypocrite comes from the Greek where you would have actors who would play the hypocrites, so they would go up and they would put on a mask and they would play one part and then they would take that mask off and put on another mask and play another part, so they're playing the hypocrite. So, uh, you know, it, it's little things like that. Um, he also said that um, during one of the debates they forgot to mention Ben Carson or something like that, and him and Rubio just kind of barged on stage, and Trump stayed back. And and oh no, he didn't hear his name called. He didn't hear yeah, his name so he called. So he just didn't come out, just smiling to the camera. Yeah, and but Trump and he Trump didn't hear his either. Yeah, but the other guys in their took off arrogance and narcissism. Yeah, went out when they heard their name, they charged out, <laughs> patted him on the back. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, yeah. And so, I, I mean, it it might not be reality, but it. It sure seemed, it just seemed like he's not the type of person. The thing about Trump, I think, for most people is what you see is what you get. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. And here. Yes, yes. I mean, not a good singer or rapper <laughs> or um, uh, a full contact poet or whatever that is. But uh, it, at least he's not, he's, 
he he's not trying to make himself look better than he than he actually is in terms of morals and whatnot. He might go out and he might boast and whatnot, um, but you, you kind of look at him like kind of a rascal with maybe a, maybe if not a heart of gold, a heart of uh, silver or um, aluminum, but not of coal. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I think, uh, I mean, if, if he had no compunction to go after Cruz about his dad potentially being part of some conspiracy to kill Lee Harvey Oswald, <laughs> he's going to go crazy on the things that he's going to say about Hillary. And I thought it was funny, too, that when uh, Cruz gave his concession speech afterwards, he said, yeah, he's a good competitor. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it was like all's, all's, you know, all's well. It's all good. Yeah, it was a fight, mm-hmm. but, you know, well, but it's that, not personal. That's what I don't love about our current politics. Yeah. They fight and bicker on the floor, and then my good friend from New Hampshire. Oh. I would like my good friend from <laughs> Delaware. Yes. Oh, well, yes. my, my, my good friend, if you would just... Pause for a moment. But my good friend from Connecticut. No. If they're your good... This false fake decorum makes me want to vomit. Well, unless it's not fake and they're playing the game. You know what I mean? You mean they... What? The senators, they really are friends. Well, no, I I think they are. I will take it that they... Come on. Come back on. House Secretary simply doesn't want to come to this house to defend his policy. So, um, hello. In the European Parliament, uh-huh. apparently the... Um, Full contact. Uh, right. The, the National Health... Oh, man, who was it? There was maybe like the second or third guy in charge of their parliamentary thing who was apparently toying with his phone uh-huh. during this lady's like presentation, this passionate uh-huh. speech, impassioned speech. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny to listen to. I simply make two points. Uh, first of all, it is, of course, entirely for the government to decide which minister to field. Uh, but I do very gently say this guy talking to is the Speaker of the House. His name is John Burkow. To field. Uh, But I do very gently say to the Secretary of State and indeed to the Deputy Leader of the House that to sit on the bench while these matters are being debated is one thing, particularly in the case of the Secretary of State, rather than to participate. But to sit there fiddling ostentatiously with an electronic device defies the established (laughs) convention of the House that such devices should be used, and I remind members, without impairing parliamentary decorum. They are impairing parliamentary decorum and in very simple terms are being rank discourteous to the rank discourteous to to the shadow secretary of state shadow secretary of state and to the house it's a point so blindingly obvious that only an extraordinarily clever and sophisticated person could fail to grasp it (laughs) talk about slapping them in the face and then he recognizes the lady again Alexander Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Of course, this isn't the first time that... And so what they're doing, they're standing across a table that's probably maybe six feet 
Uh-huh. Um, she's standing up at a mic, and they have a mic, so it's similar to how we're sitting, just a little farther apart. Yeah. Not by much, though. Yeah. And they're sitting on the bench that would be right behind where you are. Yeah. Two or three of them are, like, cracking up. These are adults uh-huh. cracking up on their phones as she comes back up to talk. The House Secretary has chosen not to respond um, to debates that I have brought or questions I have order, put. Order. I say to the Deputy Leader of the House, put the device away, <laughs> and if you don't want to put it away, get out of the House. It is rude for the Honourable Order. The order. It's rude. Order. I'm not inviting a response from the Honourable Lady. And the lady who was in, like, a suit... Oh, she sitting there and she's got her phone and she's like trying to argue with the guy with the speaker of the house. Oh, so the lady who was talking is the one who was on the phone? No, no, no. no. Okay. Across the table is the, okay. a lady with a couple guys and another yep. lady. There's four guys and two ladies there. And she's sitting there. What arrogance. I'm simply order. I'm simply telling her it's discourteous to behave like that, a point that most people would readily understand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I want oh, that. Snap. I want that kind of control in our in our system. Yeah, but we're not just because it's fun. We're not as you know, like if you we're go not to as court, sophisticated. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a judge here wears the robe, but he doesn't wear the 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 funky wig. You know, the well, this white guy wig. didn't have a wig on. No, no, I mean, like yeah. in court. Oh, right, uh, right. They do that. So I mean, it's it's he was in, in it's England incredibly huge <clears throat> chair though. Oh, <laughs> like outrageously big. <laughs> So I thought that was clever, and yes. it kind of made me want a little bit more of that here. And I hate, oh, you know, they can't can't hardly do anything. Yeah. And the the president or the speaker of the house, whoever is playing that game on the top in our our system, they're not witty. They don't have that kind of British <laughs> British wit and comeback yeah, grasp of the English right. language. <laughs> yes. I mean, you walk away from him and go, did he insult me or did he compliment me? I'm not quite sure. I kind of like it though. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was uh, listening to uh, Ben Shapiro and he made this statement a couple times where he said, uh, you have to be college educated to be that stupid. <clears throat> um, okay. So, so some of these people that are just, yeah. I saw this article. Um, the name of this article, since we're talking about politics and whatnot, and we were talking about the bing, presidential. Bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. No scream? Oh, he doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> He's out because they don't want him. Oh, true. True. But the funny part is they don't want bing, bing, bong, bong, him. Bing, yes. So what's a, what's the, uh, the sound of, a so, of the Socialist Party? A gunshot? <laughs> oh, okay. There you go. Is that better? That's better. I like that. <clears throat> um, Impressive. <laughs> I saw this article and it says because technology, future presidents might have to be groomed. Wait, wait, wait. They already are. Yeah. Have of you heard of they President are. Obama? Well, yeah, of course. Or, or but did now you they're actually, actually like, groomed like a dog. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Come here, Barry. Barry. Sit. Stop humping her leg. Um, no, uh, that would have been Bill Clinton. Anyways, um, sorry. Um, <laughs> because now come back to us. <laughs> because of technology, future presidents might have to be groomed from from birth. Tomorrow's presidential candidates may be broomed from childbirth. Broomed? 
groomed oh, from man. childbirth to avoid gaffes and missteps that increasingly connected technologies could record and archive forever. Let's just make robots. Um, what about an AI prez? Wait, why bother? Just leave the White House empty and let the people that run it run it and let the people that run the world run the world. We'll be done. This election thing is all about paying the media. Yeah, it, it, it's it's all media controlled. But the interesting thing about this article is that they, there's an issue here because they know that nobody's perfect. And because they know nobody is perfect... You have to groom people so that they don't do something that's recorded that shows that they're not perfect. Ah. And so anything that de- uh, deviates from perfect behavior, which is defined by whatever the culture says right now, disqualifies you from being a president. So, uh, say, so what, say that again. What? So anything that you do that deviates from your current from the current culture. Whatever they define it, oh. if if you deviate from that, that disqualifies you as a president. Basically, that's what they're saying. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that nobody. I mean, they're basically saying nobody's perfect, but we gotta we gotta We're figure make out, them perfect. We have to make them look perfect, even though even though we don't, we know that they're not perfect. I am robot. Exactly, exactly. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, uh, uh, and there there's there's no sense at all that uh that people can change that people might be immature at one point and they're more mature now that sometimes you say things that that aren't probably the best but, and it comes from the top of your you know right off your tongue and you don't really mean it but you say it because of your feelings or whatever is going on and <clears throat> it is this sense this is an institutional hypocrisy it is, we are saying, or at least these people are saying, we want a president that looks good even though we know he's not good. And the the, the top priority is to make him look good whether or not he's good or not. To accept hypocrisy and say that it's normal. And I think this is one reason why you look at somebody like Trump and people say it's refreshing. Because... He's not trying to live a lie that exactly. we as much. Yeah, when he makes a mistake, he owns up to it or he changes his mind or whatever. And he doesn't let it it's like here I am. This is what I well, am. Well, he's not he does sure doesn't apologize for it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what people want. People people look and they know these people are fakes. That the uh the the, the politicians are fake. They know they are. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I I just thought it was so um so blatant this this article. First of all, grooming people from birth, and you nailed it. We know that there are people groomed for birth. Uh, the elites figure out, and I'm sure just like anything else, they have a cadre of people that they can potentially choose from um, as they grow older, and the, the, the group gets smaller and smaller and smaller based upon, you know, things that they've done or if they die or if they get sick or if they change their mind or whatever. Um, this, uh, the, the website that this came from was, uh, nextgov.com under emerging tech. Hmm. So I thought that was just, I thought that was interesting that somebody could write this and, and not realize how crazy that is. I mean, the idea that they need 
first of all, that they need to be right. They need to groom someone so they would never change. Well, that would mean that uh, the moment someone's born, culture has to not change for the next thirty-five years. Yes, or they change exactly with the culture, or but but they're like Obama who has no record. Sorry, go ahead. Well, that's true. Or this. You are against same-sex marriage. Now you're for it. You defended President Obama's immigration policies. Now you say they're too harsh. You supported his trade deal dozens of times. You even called it the gold standard. Now, who's he talking to? Uh, this is Anderson Cooper, by the way. Oh, I have my week, suspicions. You're against it. Will you say anything to get elected? Well, actually, I have been very consistent over the course of yes my no. entire <laughs> life. I have always fought for the same values and principles. Gay marriage. You think New York State should recognize gay marriage? No. No. 2002. Okay. 2004. I believe that marriage is not just a bond, but a sacred bond between a man and a woman. I have 2010. Uh, not uh, supported same-sex marriage. I have supported civil partnerships and uh, contractual relationships. I support marriage for lesbian and gay couples. I support it personally and as a matter of policy and law. So you're saying your opinion on gay marriage changed. 2014. You changed your mind. <laughs> you know, I really... I Listen to how... Um, Angry? Hillary um, ends this little um, back and forth with... This is with... Uh, I have to gross. say, I think you yeah, are Terry um, being just, very persistent, but you are playing with my words and playing with what is such an I'm just trying to clarify issue. so I can understand. No, I don't think you are trying to clarify. <laughs> I think you're trying to say that, you know, I used to be uh, opposed and now I'm in favor yes. and I did yep. it for yes. political yeah. reasons. Yes. And that's, that's just flat wrong. So let me just state what, what I feel like you are implying and repudiate it. I have a strong record. I have a great commitment to this issue and i am proud of what i've done and the progress we're making yeah i'm saying i'm sorry i, I, I just want to clarify what i was saying no please forgive I, I was me saying that you maybe really believe this all along but you know believed in gay marriage all along but felt for political reasons america wasn't ready yet and you couldn't say it that's what i was thinking. no that no that is not true <laughs> please forgive me goddess hillary in this age where everything is recorded how in the world can anyone that's sane? No, no, put the gun, put the gun down, put it down, quick. <laughs> How can anyone that's sane? I mean, is she a lunatic, Hillary? Yes. No. Yes. What? Which? Which answer do you want? I'll give it to you. I'm confused. Uh, this goes on. This is 13 minutes straight of Hillary lying. <laughs> but I think people see this and they know. <clears throat> the vast majority of politicians are like this. But the problem that I see is the liberals love the fact that she's come around to their side. And so now she's upholding these radical left issues. And so they just totally disregard that she's a big fat liar. <laughs> I was trying to think of a different term, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. You know, it, it and it depends upon what kind of liberal you're talking about. I mean, the really foaming at the mouth kind. Are that, there other kinds? <laughs> well, there's a gradient. I mean, it's is not. Is there? Yeah, I think so. There are, I mean, don't you think that there are people that, um, um, I mean, they're not going to uh, dress up 
in multicolor so that they can march in a gay pride parade, but they might be indifferent at worst about homosexuality, kind of like, ah, if that's what you like, that's that's fine. You know what I mean? Okay. <clears throat> and Or they might be quasi-supportive because there's somebody that they know and they love that's homosexual, and so, you know, to to be against it would be betraying their friendship or their whatever. Um, but the really, the crazy liberals, I think, are the ones that like Hillary. And I don't think that's the vast majority of liberals. I think, you know, just like um, you you get a lot of liberals that are, uh, um, basically, I want to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. So you can't tell me not to have an abortion or not to do this or not to do that. And I want the government to take care of me kind of liberal, which would be the vast majority of, well, at least probably 70% of the black culture for sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever percent of the white culture, but the, but the, the crazies, the social justice warriors, uh, I think they're the ones that are going to like Hillary, but you know, keep your hate speech out of this campus. <laughs> That's Michael Gresham. <laughs> <clears throat> I I did that to a friend. A friend was talking to me. He's kind of pointing with his finger like a gun, and I I I told him that was a microaggression and that he was threatening me. And he um <clears throat> pulled out his real gun, <laughs> <laughs> and he shot me. <laughs> I'll never do that again. <laughs> it was a macroaggression that escalated quickly. Um, Robber. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. What do you think? I guess I don't know if there are... Well, okay. I guess I don't know how there can be different kinds of liberals. Hmm. Because if, you, if you're on that side of the fence, you aren't allowed to hold views that are uh, different. Mm-hmm. Like, to be a... Anti-abortion liberal, it's just not possible. I don't think you can do it. Well. Because that's that stands against one of them, their tenets of faith. But don't you think that there's there are people out there that um, are afraid to bring anything up because they don't want their face shut off? So they oh, will. Ver- that very well could hide, be. Hide it. And, you know, there are the, the liberal conservatives that have that same idea they just have decided to shut up or they're indifferent they're like okay if you want to be for it or whatever Mm -hmm. i don't care as long as i get my money as long as i get mine i don't care and these are the people that are going to get mine i don't i don't know i don't know i think i just think like you know when you look at communist countries you have um you have the communists who start out who foment revolution who take over the country, they're the ones that will drag people out into the forest and shoot them. And the vast majority of of the people that might say that they're communists aren't going to do that, but they'll report you and whatnot, but they're not going to actually do the shooting and all the dragging you to re-education camps. I don't know. That's possible. (laughs) (laughs) 
I, I wouldn't put that past some of them. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you see what happens if someone stands up for uh, a a truth. Yeah. That yeah. is has been a truth in our society mm-hmm. for decades, mm-hmm. millennia. Mm-hmm. When you stand up for that, now that the the minority of society has decided that that's no longer a truth, mm-hmm. when you stand up there, you get absolutely just ripped apart. Yeah. For for daring to say that you might um, disagree mm-hmm. with the winds of change. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is the David Allen Show. Cinco de Mayo. DavidAllenShow.com. This is the David Allen Show on this, the Cinco de Mayo version. Arriba! (laughs) 
listening is the Cerveza. Whoa. This is episode 14 minus one of the David Allen Show. Because <laughs> we're strange. Oh, and all of you Samsung users, you can now find the David Allen Show on the Google Play Store. Hey yo! On, on iTunes. Big time. Hey, that's right. That's right. All right. Sorry about that. Uh, I just had some fantastic. Uh, we had a little single de Mayo party on the park today. Ooh, that food was good. Indeed. It's always good. So in in Connecticut, the fine state of Connecticut, the state Senate passed a gun confis- confiscation bill. They passed the okay, bill. Buckle up. This is the Senate. The slippery slope everyone talks about is rearing its head again. The Connecticut State Senate has passed a bill stating that the state can confiscate people's guns if their domestic partners request a restraining order as a result of alleged domestic abuse. The bill, introduced by Governor Daniel P. Malloy, uh, a Democrat, passed with a vote of 23 to 13. According to the Connecticut Post, Quote, the goal is to protect women from the increased lethality at a critical point in a relationship. Why does it, why is it only women? When they are because obviously men are the ones that have the guns and women don't need them to protect themselves. When they are trying to leave their abusers. About fourteen get this, about fourteen domestic homicides occur annually in Connecticut. Now, that's just fourteen domestic homicides. So murder from domestic abuse. How many do you think are caused by guns? Uh, two. No. Um, eight. Seven. But how would you say that to make it sound like a bigger number? At least fifty percent. <laughs> Half. So what 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 you do when you're writing this is you say about fourteen domestic homicides occur annually in Connecticut. Half of which are caused by guns. What they should have said is... Because that sounds like it half, must be a bigger number. Half of all of these fatalities happen because of guns. Yeah. And then yeah. not, not bother with the number. number yeah, don't even <laughs> right. say 14. Right. While 5,000 temporary restraining orders are issued annually, about half result in permanent orders. The bill, which is approved, which was approved last week in the House, also passed the House and the Senate, would require court hearings within seven days, and if judges decide against extending the orders, weapons will be returned within five days later. Currently, court hearings are held 14 days later. The Senate bill, uh, the Senate president pro tempore, Martin Looney, <laughs> could, could be fitting, I'm not sure, Democrat from New Haven, commented on the need for the bill. He said, quote, to focus... To a greater extent on the possible inconvenience of gun owners at the expense of the great danger to victims of domestic violence is not the balance that we should strike in looking at these issues of policy. That's why this bill is exactly what we should be doing in this area. While preventing violence and possibly lethal consequences for women in the state of Connecticut, some lawmakers pose that people's constitutional rights should not be taken away because of allegations. Quote, I do believe we have the, to honor the Constitution, 
We have to honor the Second Amendment, and we have to honor the rights of individuals, said Senator Robert Kane uh, R. from Watertown, Connecticut, in response to the bill's passage. There is a thing called due process. So, but let's, let's think for just a moment. If you have, there's a partner, two people are together in a home. Well, one of them has to be a woman, a woman according to uh, this well, article. The goal is to protect women. True. Yes. So um, there's a woman. It could, could be another woman so or a guy. So it's either two lesbians or a man and a woman. Or a man and a woman. Yeah. Or two women and a man or And so if three the gun is owned by men. the other person, it's got to be a woman that's the victim. Woman's got to be the mm-hmm. victim. If the gun, if there's a gun in the house that's owned by the perpetrator, alleged, mm-hmm. then the feds can come in and take that. What if that perp owns a gun and he's not at home? What if the victim could utilize that to protect herself? But oh no, oh no, these senators and this con- this legislator and legislature in Connecticut decided it's best to remove any possibility that this victim has any chance to defend herself. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Vote them out. Uh, just about, uh, yeah. I mean, it's Connecticut, so maybe you can't, but holy cow. And, I mean, I'm trying to think if the laws in Minnesota are like that, too. I don't think it is on a temporary restraining order. Although... <clears throat> Well, they have emergency restraining orders, and they don't do anything. But then if it's... <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I mean, they're not going to take any guns away. Oh, okay. Because it's just to... It, just to, to keep tell, you away. To separate. To right. separate you. And then there has to be a court hearing, and then the judge is going to look at it and see whether or not a restraining order is... Well, and think of the logistics of this. Let's say that there's a victim who is being abused. Mm-hmm. She goes to authorities. Do they then go storm the house and check it to make sure there's no guns? Based on an allegation? Uh, yeah, they'll do that. I, That's insane. I well, yeah. But then h- here's the issue that but I have. But I'm going to do process. Exactly. And and the problem that I have with this, what if it has been established that she hasn't been abused? Then I think perjury <laughs> right. should be, um, perjury charges should be levied on her. Mm-hmm. That she should she should be made... Um, to to account for lying in court about something like that, but but it's always one sided. Mm-hmm. So you can lie all you want; nothing will happen to you. And um, you know what what happens if you know you got married and your wife was nice and pleasant and normal, and over time, mental illness no came along no no and no, no. this is for. This is to protect the women. Yeah. From abusing and, men. But what from, from abuser oh, men. Oh, oh, but what if it's no. a lesbian? No. no. Well, there's a man in that relationship typically. <laughs> right? In the lesbian. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, quasi, you know, cuz I'm I'm a lesbian trapped in a man's body. No, um <clears throat> And there you have it. This is the David Allen show, everybody. You can't you can't School's use... in session. <laughs> You, you can't use logic on this sort of stuff because they're always going to default to what about that that one case? Mm-hmm. So if we have to take away all of your rights just to cause or to uh, 
you know, make sure that one thing one? that doesn't happen mm-hmm. any, again. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to know how many people, how many women, like to your point, have uh, have stopped an assault or a murder because of a weapon. We can't talk about that. I would like to. Uh, I would like no. to to hear that. No one's going to keep that stats because they don't want it out. <laughs> it's not good because it goes against another tenet of their faith. Yeah. Well, it is. A, it is. A it's faith. a faith. Yeah, it is. It is. <clears throat> yeah. This is the David Allen Show uh, episode. Baker's Dozen. Yes, I'd better sing it for you. Life without Jesus is like a donut, like a donut, like a donut. Life without Jesus is like a donut, because there's a hole in the middle of your heart. That's right. David Allen Show, we're here to help you fill that donut hole. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That came out of left field. <laughs> uh, I think it came out of right field. That was more conservative. Well, than... it could be. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I. You know, I know. I know one thing that can can stop that whole thing from happening: domestic violence. Do tell. Having a protective father, and or. Um, Wait. Hold on. Having a healthy relationship. Oh. Where. So um, you mean having a, a dad that cares, and that cares. gives you affection and teaches you, and is willing that you to don't need to give yourself to any guy that walks in the door. Mm-hmm. Hmm, how about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lost art. Yeah, isn't that strange? Mm-hmm. I mean, who knew? You have who an thought? anecdote for us by ha- by chance? Sure, let's have it. Yes, I do. <laughs> <clears throat> well, there's been this thing in the um, I've seen it. I've seen it around. Where they have a uh, uh, a dad who um, had this picture of him uh, with standing before his daughter and her date right before prom, and the caption is "Whatever you do to her, I'm going to do to you," and um, <clears throat> uh. I look at that and I and I think that's funny because, you know, I kind of I kind of did that. Uh, my daughter, uh, people will think I'm some kind of monster, but uh, she couldn't date until she, until she was 18. Whoa. What? You didn't let her decide when she was five? Nope. And I had some rules. Jerk. <laughs> um. Do you want to hear some of my rules? Sure. Um. Rules of dating my daughter. <clears throat> Rule one, if you pull into my driveway and honk, you'd better be delivering a package because you're sure not picking anything up. <laughs> Did you uh, ever have to pull these out? <laughs> I, I gave them to one uh, uh, one guy who took her to the prom, but he was a, he was a good kid. I, it, so, was, so it was more of a joke? Yeah. Hmm. As uh, you were cleaning your shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Sign, this is just a joke, Sonny. <laughs> well, he knew me. He knew me. <laughs> just... <laughs> Yeah, um, and that was that was part of the problem because a lot of the kids uh, that were her age knew me, so <laughs> also it wouldn't have worked anyway. Yeah, they, they weren't going to come and ask her out. But uh, anyways, uh, rule number two: 
You do not touch my daughter in front of me. You may glance at her so long as you do not peer at anything below her neck. If you keep your eyes or hands off of my body, my daughter's body, I will. Or if you cannot keep your hands or eyes off of my daughter's body, I will remove them. <clears throat> um, rule, two, rule three: I'm aware that is it is considered fashionable for boys of your age to wear their trousers so loosely that they appear to be falling off their hips. Please don't take this as an insult, but you and all of your friends are complete idiots. Still, (laughs) still, I want to be fair and open-minded about this issue, so I propose this compromise. You may come to the door with your underwear showing and your pants ten sizes too big, and I will not object. However, in order to ensure that your clothes do not, in fact, come off during the course of your date with my daughter, I will take my electric nail gun and fasten your trousers securely in place to your waist. In addition, if you come with a bill of your cap pointing backwards, it will be facing the front of your body before you leave, but will not have changed its position <laughs> on your head. <clears throat> um, uh, it is usually understood that in order for oh, this is rule five, in order for us to get to know each other, we should talk about sports, politics, and other issues of the day. Please do not do this. The only information I require from you is an indication of uh when you expect to have my daughter safely back at my house and the only word i need from you on this subject is early um i have no doubt you are a popular fellow with many opportunities to date other girls is rule six this is fine with me as long as it is okay with my daughter otherwise once you have gone out with my little girl you will continue to date no no one but her until she is finished with you if you make her cry i will make you cry um Let's see what's some other ones. Uh, rule eight. The following places are not appropriate for a date with my daughter. Places where there are beds, sofas, or anything softer than a wooden stool. Places where there are no parents, policemen, or nuns within eyesight. Places where there is darkness. Places where there is dancing, holding hands, or happiness. Places, <laughs> <laughs> places where you're going to go out and you're going to hate it. Places where the ambient temperature is warm enough to induce my daughter to wear shorts, tank tops, midriff t-shirts, or anything other than overalls, a sweater, and a goose-down parka (laughs) zipped up to its throat, or up to her throat. (laughs) Movies with a strong romantic or sexual theme are to be avoided. Movies with feet, which features chainsaws are okay. Hockey games are okay. Old folks' homes are better. Um, anyways, uh, and then... I had uh, that's the rules, and then there was an application form. And what kind of info would you <laughs> were you asking for? Um, uh, name, date of birth, weight, height, IQ, GPA, Boy Scout rank. Um, do you have one parent, one male, and one female parent? If no, explain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number of years parents married. Do you own a van, a truck with oversized tires, a waterbed? Do you have an earring, nose ring, or belly ring tattoo? If yes to any of 10 or 9, discontinue application and leave premises. In 10 words or less, what does late mean to you? In 10 10 words or less, what does don't touch my daughter mean to you? In 10 words or less, what does abstinence mean to you? Name of the church you attend, how often do you attend? When would be the best time to interview your father, mother, minister? Answer by filling in the blank. Please answer freely. All answers are confidential. That means I won't tell anyone ever. The first question is, if I were shot, the last place on my body I would want to be shot is in the... 
if I were beaten, the last bone I would want broken is my a woman's place is in the the only thing I hope this application does not ask me about is when I first meet a girl, the f- thing I notice about her first is yeah, in the unfortunate event of a, my untimely death, I would like blank to be unco- uh, contacted. And the final one is what do you want to be if you grow up? Um, Ooh. Yeah. Now, I think that's funny. I mean, don't you? Are you going to do that with your daughter? Probably. Not, well. <clears throat> that one won't be funny. <laughs> that might not be funny, right? You're going to no, show I... him your shovel and bucket of lye and shotgun? <laughs> just, just have an, an ongoing hole being dug in yeah. the backyard always. Yep. Yep. <laughs> with a chalkboard name on it. Yeah, yeah. It's got your name on it. You know, you could you could cut out a bunch of uh, Justin Bieber's <laughs> with slashes across it. You know, <laughs> I just think it's funny because um, even though we might laugh at it, there's a there's a part of that that is absolutely essential. That is the father's job to protect his daughter mm-hmm. until some other man that he gives her to, that he mm-hmm. gives her hand to marriage, protects her. How dare you demean women like that? Yes, I dare. Oh, I dare. Watch, I'm going to do it again. I dare. <laughs> I absolutely agree with that. That that is the beauty of the marriage ceremony. That's why it's so important that dad mad, dad cares. Yeah, and he's involved, and that that boy has the, for lack of a better word, courage. Yes. <laughs> to go ask permission. Yes. Because that is a for real. Uh, transfer of of value. Yep. It's not a transfer of property or something else. It's a transfer of value and protection. Yes. Because now dad's no longer responsible for protecting. Not not because not she's weak and can't do it. That she's not supposed to. Exactly. And that's what's lacking in our upside down society. Well, and and you're cherishing. This young, yeah, young it's lady. nothing bad. No, no, it's not. Like you said, it's not saying that you're weak or anything. It's saying that you are so valuable that I'm here to protect you because you are so valuable and you're so precious. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of used to be, I guess, in our society. I mean, it's not in every society. You you go to the typical Islamic society, women are barely better than cattle. No, but in a Judeo-Christian society that takes the Bible seriously. Um, <clears throat> I mean, look at look at Jesus um, in the Gospels. He was always um, doing things that that culture would look down on, like the woman at the well. He was talking to her, and she was obviously, there was something, I mean, she was a loose woman, and the disciples were wondering, what is he doing talking to this woman? But But she was precious to him. And um, the thing that disturbs me is I saw this article in the Huffington Post. And it, I mean, it was a blog article that they put on Huffington Post. That's what the whole whole site is. Yeah, I know. Bloviating. So, but they threw it out there, uh, I don't know, to try to make a point or whatever. And um, (laughs) this, this. I mean, to me, this is the difference between an overprotective father and an overprotective mother. Mm-hmm. And when I read this, 
uh, part of you is going to go, this isn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because what you're going to create, you're going to create a pampered young man who's going to grow up to be a boy rather than growing up to be a man. Growing up to be a protector, rather than growing up to be a protector, he's going to be uh, hiding behind um, uh, his mother's dress yeah. if he's not wearing it. <clears throat> Anyways, so she starts out and says, there's a story in the news this week about how a well-meaning father took pictures with his arms around his daughter's homecoming date, mimicking the couple's pose. Comment was later later added, and the picture posted on social media, whatever you do to my daughter, I will do to you. And she said, uh, you know, people thought it was hilarious. And she and she said, oh, okay, it's, I'm sure, you know, it was a joke, and everybody was okay with it. Um, and I'm not trying to judge this particular story, but then she continued, while the role of overprotective father is not a new one, it is a tired concept that needs to just die already. Aside from the assumptions that my daughter, yes, I also have daughters, is incapable of good judgment and protecting herself and her standards, this ridiculous concept imagines my son, my son's like, likewise incapable of the same good judgment and standards. But I've known a teenage boy or i've been and i've known a teenage boy that's like that i know how they think which is total baloney because here's the thing thoughts are not equal to actions and rationalizing that young men have overwhelming urges that cloud their judgment and force them to make poor decisions regarding young women is nothing more than excusing bad behavior boys will be boys and needs to stop she says now this is where it it just Okay, I'll continue. My my oldest daughter, or (laughs) that's a Freudian slip. My (laughs) oldest son, (laughs) sixteen, and his life does not need to be threatened when he takes his date out for dinner. Now, earlier she just said it was a joke. He wasn't being threatened; it was a joke. Knucklehead. Anyways, my son is 16, and yet he has enough sense to be respectful to his grandmother, his mother, and his sisters, and amazingly, his girlfriend. Um, I take offense to the thought that he is some hormone-drunk, sloppy, whatever, um, who is completely blinded to good sense and morality. And I've prove raised he's not, lady. Ex- <laughs> I have raised my son to be a respectful and responsible young man, and he betrays those qualities in outside situations as well. It's not funny to threaten my son. It's not cute to treat your daughter as if she has zero common sense. If you'd like to protect your daughter, raise her in such a way that she can protect herself. Give her the tools to decipher a, situ- a dangerous situation. Mm-hmm. Teach her the language of consent and how to exit a situation that makes her uncomfortable. Help her be confident about her decisions. And show her how to make good choices, blah, blah, blah. She completely misses the point. And um, that's why when I read this article, I'm disgusted. Because we don't want that in our society. We don't want young ladies who are empowered to be young men. Mm -hmm. Because they're not young men. Because I guarantee you, if you take the veneer of civilization, take it away, young women are not young men, and they won't be able to protect themselves. The reason why they can now is because the vast majority of men will not take advantage of them. I mean, in an outrageous way. Mm -hmm. But they will in other ways. Of course they will, and they do it all the time. 
And the point about uh, about the father being overprotective is not to threaten the son or uh, the young man per se, but a, a huge part of it is to show his daughter how valuable she is to him. Right. Because she should expect that same thing and from her husband. And she should expect that from her husband. And the husband should expect to do it because the, he should see absolutely. his dad doing it to his mom. Absolutely. And he should see it in in the man and the father of the woman that he's going to marry. Mm-hmm. Because it's a wonderful example. But shush, that's not cool. It's not cool. Because, because men and women are exactly the women, same. They're just bad. They can do anything. They could be Navy SEALs. They can kill people. They can scratch people's eyes out. (laughs) Well. uh, Good news. Good news here on the David Allen Show. Good. If you live in Queens, New York, uh, Chick-fil-A is opening up. But don't worry. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and other city officials are urging New Yorkers not to eat at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> the popular chicken restaurant is planning to open a new location in Queens. It's fourth to open in New York City. But the liberal mayor argued that the owners of Chick-fil-A support groups that promote, quote, hate against gays. Chick-fil-A is anti-LGBT, he said in a statement. Quote, this group imparts a strong anti-LGBT message by forcing their employees and volunteers to adhere to a policy that prohibits same-sex love. And also, they get Sundays off. That's terrible. It's an outrage. It is outrageous that Chick-fil-A is quietly spreading its message of hate by funding these types of organizations. He went on to call for a boycott by New Yorkers. I'm certainly not going to patronize them, and I wouldn't urge any other New Yorker to patronize them. But they do have a legal right, he said. I only eat at places that he eats. Chick-fil-A responded by pointing out that it has 80,000 employees of all different backgrounds and beliefs and prefers to focus on its foods and service. Quote, the Chick-fil-A culture and service tradition in our restaurants is to treat every person with honor, dignity, and respect, regardless of their beliefs, race, creed, sexual orientation, or gender. So what happened when Steve Ducey asked some diners at a Manhattan Chick-fil-A about Mayor de Blasio's remarks? One man told of the boycott... Calls by Steve said he's a Chick Fil he's on Chick Fil A's side. "Quote: That's what I'm going to tell Trump. Keep God first, and our kids will be fine." <laughs> That's funny. I mean, there's enough conservatives in New York City that'll oh, eat that'll there. be fine. I mean, this is their their fourth one in New York City. That'll be fine. I just since when since when does the mayor of a city? Come out and say, business coming to my town? No, we're not going to support. I'm telling people not to support you. What an arrogant piece of crap. Sorry. Well, he's just being consistent with his religion, so, you know. That almost sounds like a baby, too. <laughs> so it could, it could go both ways. It's, 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 well, it kind of is the same. I don't like them. Don't go there. Tell me that's not a baby attitude. Yeah. Glad I don't live there. So I found a little clip. Uh, Bill O'Reilly had Trump on. Asked him about what he had, anything he had to say to 
uh, they're calling him the Mexican president, but former Mexican president, Vicente Fox. Um, and this from the O'Reilly show, perhaps. Come on today. Hello. With Donald Trump from his headquarters here in New York City, and he'll, of course, be running against Hillary Clinton for president in November. Lately, Russian warplanes have been buzzing U.S. ships in European waters, and I forgot to ask you this, leak, this question last week when we talked about foreign policy. It's obviously a, a clear provocation by Putin. What would your orders be to those ships were you president today? Well, first of all, it's just no respect for our no, president bro, or our country, and Fox. he is uh, tweaking us. If it were me, I will tell you, I would call him and I would say, don't do it. Just stop it. Don't do it. And they're going to respect us. And I've had a sort of semi-nice relationship with Putin. He said very nice things about me, as you know. But I would say, don't. It will have no, no impact, by the way. But I would say, don't do it. They do it again, uh, they could have a problem. <laughs> don't. Right, so Jay, don't, don't do it. If Putin uh, <laughs> defied you. Um, and would you make that call public? Would you tell the American people, listen, I called old Vlad and I told him to knock it off? Would you? What? This is your captain speaking. <laughs> we have put on the fastened seatbelt sign. We are coming into some turbulence. Buckle up. All right. What in the world kind of question is that from O'Reilly? What? No. When you're president... Are you going to come out and are you going to say, are you going to tell the American people that you called Putin and you told him this? Are, are you going to do, he doesn't know. It's like when people ask Barry, now what are you, I'm going to close Gitmo. I'm shutting down Guantanamo Bay. Day one. Is it shut down yet? Uh, let me guess. Here, let me check. Hold on. Um, I'm just, uh, uh, no, I no, so. it's not. I no. So, so no. um, I just, I think any of these questions like this are just stupid. They're all to try to get ratings to get people to come in and watch your stupid little show. That's it. Yeah. Al Bill O'Reilly, he's, uh, uh, well, there are words for him. Mm -hmm. Tell uh -huh. us that. I might do that and I might not, but I would be very well, strong and answer. I would say uh, do not do that. That's provocation. That's something that you're not supposed to be doing. Right. Uh, but if he did it, if he defied you. to do on many. Oh, Bill, you'd shut up. One of those planes uh, down. I, I, I may have to do something which you would hate to do, but this is something I wouldn't want to do, but I would say, Vladimir, don't do it. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> we're going to have a good relationship. I like that. Do Vladimir, it. don't do it. Come a point if don't you do it, Vlad. Somebody's going to call your bluff. You know that. Um, That's arrogant. Maybe they don't. If, if Bill believes that we have the actual military might to stand up and do this, why would anyone have the courage to call our bluff? Yeah. It would be suicide. It would be. I mean, you're going to have to do something, but the public needs to know what's going on. It's well, let's just, get to Fox. I mean, Come on, Bill. Get to I, Fox. As an American citizen, would want to know what's going on between you and Putin. Oh, he okay. likes. Second question. Oh, okay, here it is. Unfortunately, children were seen demonstrating against you in oh, California. This is interesting, though. Roll the tape on this. Oh. These are little kids flipping off the camera and swearing. And this is people holding Trump uh, that signs. That was in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I'm sorry. I mean, I misspoke. But there were kids in California doing it, too. What do you think about that? 
Well, you know, we've had very few demonstrations. It might be hard to believe, but we were in California <laughs> at 31,000 people at an arena, which was a record crowd. We had, it was a love fest. There was nothing inside the arena. The when I got home again? that night, I saw they had some demonstrations, which, by the way, were made to look much worse than they are by the press. Then you did have the case of the guy that was stomping on the cop car, and they ought to throw him away for quite a while. That was a terrible thing to do. But when I see young children like that with the foul mouth, that's, you know, the parents ought to be ashamed of themselves, frankly. Bing, bing, bong, now, you bong. had to go in the back <laughs> way right. in uh, one of California's speeches because they disrupted outside. They were threatening. I think you're going to have to deal with some of that stuff. Um, have you Did you see that, by the way? Uh, the uh, when rioting? He had to, well, when he had to go, he couldn't, no. they couldn't get the motorcade into no. the venue. <laughs> and so he had to a, cross a the grassy knoll. I think so. A helicopter is filming all this, uh -huh. and they've got this row of guys, you know, all in black suits, and he's in there somewhere, walking down, kind of along this fence, like they they go down this like bigger than a step. It's a, I mean, it, Trump's a tall guy, and it looked like he had to to step pretty pretty deep to get there, and almost mm -hmm. stumbled. He's seventy, almost. He's yeah. getting old, so he might. Who knows? I'm not saying you're frail when you're seventy, but. And then they walked down and across and in the back door, but they couldn't drive in. They had to actually walk outside for a while. Man, he used that as awesome PR inside that event. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just had to walk through mud and walk through all the dirt and tree and stuff. But we got here. Yeah. You're telling me <laughs> that just happened. This guy is a master, an absolute master. Flawless victory. <laughs> I mean, why not? Thought about w how you're going to deal with people who get overly aggressive? Oh, I think we'll deal with it just fine, Bill. That was not a big deal. I did something that worked actually very well. I went in, I did a speech, I went out, and that was actually for the Republican committee. I did that. That wasn't right. one of my events. That was for somebody else. But it was, it was I mean... Not a big deal, other than there were helicopters all over the place following me. I felt mm -hmm. like O.J. Simpson. I left the plane. Uh, I was and gentlemen, in your captain van, again. and we were being followed we by helicopters all over the place. The fact you is that that was not really a big deal. All right. Uh, Vicente Fox coming up uh, later on in the program. Uh, got any message for uh, the former president of Mexico? Yeah, get your money ready because you're going to pay for the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was a long way for it, but that's... <laughs> Oh, man. Impressive. So uh, when he becomes president and it doesn't happen, what's he going to say? Die! You know, uh, that's okay. Or what's what's he going to say? What difference does it make? Yeah, that's my point. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. He'll, well, he'll, and, and see, is Fox the president? No. It's Check. just not. Who is the president of Mexico? Let's get He's a name. He's the former president. I bet it's a Spanish name. Are you sure? Yeah. Man, you're so sharp. I know. Sharp as a tack. Chick-fil-A. Chick-chick-fil-A. Enrique Pena Nieto. Huh? Hmm? Enrique, Enrique Pena, Pena Nieto. Oh. Yeah, since December 1st, 2012. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Enrique. <clears throat> this is the David Allen Show.
It's 49 years old. David Allen Show. Dot com. Yeah. And on the Google Play Store. Yeehaw. And iTunes. So superstitious. <laughs> DavidAllenShow.com. Maybe we are. He my brother. Hey yo. Oh, Stevie Wonder. Ooh. Wow. Yeah, I sometimes YouTube is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this video. It's uh called Cheap uh, Deepak Chopra gets own thug style. He's at some event. Um <laughs> And he's talking about, I mean, he's basically saying that all truth is relative. No truth is. Hmm. <clears throat> That's why Oprah loves him so much. Yeah. Anyways, there's this funny clip. It's like 40 seconds, but this guy comes up and asks him a question. And so I'm <laughs> going to play it. I want to take another question. There's a gentleman in the red shirt back there. He's had his hand up for a while. Come up to the microphone. Uh, bing, my, bing, my bong, bong, for, bing, 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 bing. and, and uh, the bishop. Now, you stated before that. All belief is a cover-up for insecurity, right? Mm -hmm. Do you believe that? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and he walked oh, away. <laughs> and the bishop's up there laughing. Uh, somebody told me there was no such thing as truth. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Do you believe that belief is a cover-up for insecurity? Yes.
thank you. <laughs> you believe that there's that nothing is absolute? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Finish him. He just did. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Flawless victim. Impressive. Outstanding. That's right. Oh, I, um... Uh, let's see. Where is it at? Oh, I'm... There's one thing that I hate, and I hate misleading headlines. And, um... Hold on. Hold on before you get there. Um, Something wrong? This coming back. Um, Just uh, in July, New Hampshire, you told the crowd you, quote, take a backseat to no one when it comes to progressive values. I take a backseat to no one when you look at my record and standing up and fighting for progressive values. Last month in Ohio, you said you plead guilty to, quote, being kind of moderate and center. Do you change your political identity based on who you're talking to? No, I think that uh, like most people that I know, I have a range of views, but they are rooted in my values and my experience. You know, I get accused of being kind of moderate and center. I plead guilty. Just for the record, are you a progressive or are you a moderate? I'm a progressive. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, I mean, you, you were talking about missing the headlines. I thought we could just go back to the lying Hillary again. Ah. Ah. Okay, carry on. Ah. Is she progressive? Um, <clears throat> Finish her! <laughs> I saw this headline. I think it was on Drudge Report. And um, I'm anytime I see a crazy headline that purports that something's going to happen that you know is not possible or is ridiculous, I always go and look at it. Um to see actually what they're saying, because it drives me crazy. Because sometimes you'll see a headline that says, uh, uh, scientists prove God doesn't exist. Or science, scientists have proven uh, that there's life on Mars or something. And you, you go into it, and it's nothing of, of the sort. <laughs> or there's a recent one um, in the Telegraph. <clears throat> said dead could be brought back to life in groundbreaking project and i'm thinking ooh like the dead yeah i'm thinking like this is the start of every zombie movie <laughs> they're they're fiddling with something it gets out of control and then all of a sudden grandma's e trying to eat you mm -hmm. you know and um <clears throat> but this is what it says a biotech company in the US has been granted ethical permission to recruit 20 patients whoa who gets to do, who's on that board? I know. I grant you ethical permission to to recruit twenty patients who have been declared clinically dead from a traumatic brain injury to test whether parts of their central nervous system can be brought back to life. How do you recruit somebody that cannot answer you? Um, I don't know. Uh, say brains once for yes, and <laughs> brains twice for no. Brains. <laughs> Scientists will use a combination of therapies, which include injecting the brain with stem cells and a cocktail of peptides, as well as deploying lasers and nerve stimulation techniques, which have been shown lasers? Yeah, wow, to doing? bring patients out of comas. Anyways, it's another ridiculous story that they try to get people to, to, to buy it. 
the problem is, is that if you see these type of headlines all the time, the, our society has a, a shorter and shorter attention span. That's all we read is the headline. And so all we do is read the headline. And that will uh, actually um, propagate certain beliefs that mm-hmm. are absolutely, that's not what it's saying at all right. um, once you read it. And then I saw another one from the uh, Business Insider. Hang on. Hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Going through the emails, um, there were over 60,000 in total sent and received. About half were work-related and went to the State Department, um, and about half were personal that were not in any way related to my work. So 30,000. 30,000 personal. 30,000 work. You say, I turned over everything. That's, for the most part, a direct quote. This when Mr. Gowdy? Oh, man, I love say, that guy. Everything. 90 to 95% of it, my work-related emails were in the state system. If they wanted to that, see them, they would certainly have been able to do so. You know what? So. That, that, is, that is maybe the 10th time you have cited that figure today. It is. And I have not heard anyone other than you ever cite that figure. Wh- who told you that 90 to 95% of your emails were, on the state, were in the State Department system? Who told you that? We learned that from the State Department and their analysis of the, of the emails that were already on the system. The Inspector General report found that less than 1%, less than 1% of State Department emails, record emails, were captured. So they give a number of less than 1% and you give a number of 90%. I have... Uh Absolute confidence that everything that could be in any way uh, connected to work is now in the possession of the uh, State Department. This pile represents the emails that you sent or received about Libya in 2011. Finish her! From February through December of 2011. This pile represents the emails you sent or received from early 2012 until the day of the attack. There are 795 emails in this pile. We've counted them. There are 67 emails in this pile in 2012. And I'm troubled by what I see here. I can only conclude by your own records that there was a lack of interest in Libya in 2012. Uh, the server contains uh, personal communications from my husband and me. I only time I got on the internet, I did two emails. <laughs> two. And I ordered two. Christmas presents from a reservation. <laughs> Otherwise, I found people said embarrassing things on emails. I didn't want to be one of them. <laughs> I mean, and how many angels dance on the head of a pin? I have. I, I have. Uh, I have really uh, nothing to, uh, I mean, how do you answer that? There you have it. <laughs> Another uh, Hillary Clinton lie. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> That's, wow. Mm-hmm. I, the, yeah. <laughs> so if I say, um, I had a bakery or a pizza joint. Which one is it? A bakery or a pizza joint? Maybe both. 
and someone the people want to know Craig. Someone came in and I learned um that they wanted me to make food that would help promote an event I didn't agree with. Am I allowed to to not give them that? Depends upon what the event is. Under our current if I'm promoting it something that I don't agree with. It goes against my moral belief. Depends upon the correct answer is no. I mean in our current system. Come on, play play along. So you're asking, can you do it? Uh, right. Uh, like, like, can I say no? I can, but should I? You you can? What if someone came in with a different political view? Can I discriminate against that? I know the answer to this one. <laughs> what is it? It's no. Yes, no. <laughs> yes, Hillary. <laughs> a tow truck driver <gasps> showed up Ooh. to help a stranded motorist... But when he sees the sticker in her car, he drove away. What was the sticker? It was a Bernie Sanders sticker. Oh, he did. <laughs> here's the here, here's the news story. First at four in a Fox Carolina investigation. Can a business owner refuse you <clears throat> service because of your political views? That's a question we wanted to get an answer to. After a traveler's rest woman says a towing company did just that. The woman who contacted Fox Carolina is a Bernie Sanders supporter. The businessman involved is a Trump supporter. And Fox Carolina's Adrian Acosta got right in the middle of the two to find out <laughs> what in the world happened. Adrian's live for us along the interstate. So Adrian, you also talked to an attorney about this unique case and what did he have to say? Well, Dan and Cody, the attorney I talked to said what happened on the side of the interstate was unlike anything he's ever heard of before. But he said, Not considering illegal. the strong feelings this political season from both parties, it won't be the last time we hear of it. Ken Shoup runs Shoopy Max Towing and Traveler's Rest. And on Monday, he made a business decision that's caused a lot of controversy. I drive to Asheville, North Carolina. The lady had obviously had a, a little fender bender. Shoup said he was about to load the woman's car seen in these pictures, but stopped. And I noticed all the Bernie Sanders, <laughs> you know, the uh, the big cardboard Bernie Sanders sign in her back window. For Shoup, a Trump supporter, that was a deal breaker. Every business dealing in recent history that I've had with a socialist minded person, I haven't got paid. I own the truck. The side of my truck says Shoopy. It doesn't say freebie. <laughs> you know, and every time I've dealt with these people in recent history, I get burned with an E, not a U. Cassie McWade is the she <laughs> refused to tow. I personally believe Mr. Sheepy wouldn't want someone to do this to him. Or his daughter. Or his daughter. Or his daughter. Kelly McWade says what Shoop did was especially hurtful because Cassie, her daughter, is disabled. It was hurtful. Trump's hurtful. motto is let make America great again. This kind of divisive behavior and hatefulness is not what's going to make America great again. Hillary? Yeah, Hillary's over. Based on whatever their affiliation is, then that is bigotry. We may not like it. We may not agree with it. But I don't believe that any laws of South Carolina were broken. Greenville attorney Steve Sumner said unlike race, religion, and sexuality, political affiliation is not a protected status. <laughs> there you have it. Wow. Isn't that wild? That is wild. I, I, I mean, it's it's funny. It's like, but it, it. I like that he didn't just have. Oh, I don't like you because you like this guy. It's people that hold your belief. Screw have screwed my business for years. I don't want to be any part of it. You have joined in to this group that has a reputation of not paying your bills. 
and I, I can't afford to do it. Wow. Wow is right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I personally, uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I would have towed her, you know, and it doesn't, but then again, I'm a Christian, so, I mean, I'm going to, I wouldn't allow a young lady to be sitting on the side of the road, unless there was, well, even then I wouldn't, but, um, but this goes this goes back to the civil rights times in in the sixties. They took away uh, a business owner's rights to do business with whomever they choose. And the minute that that uh, genie was out of the bottle, you can't put it back in. <clears throat> and so it's just going to expand more and more. Maybe next time in a in ten years, their you know, political classes will be uh, you can't uh, can't discriminate based upon anything i i you know i don't know how far that's gonna go that's funny though i mean uh the truck driver you gotta give a hand to him that was funny (laughs) i mean yeah it was crazy (laughs) did did i wonder if trump heard about it or uh well what do you think he'd do I think he'd like... Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe invite him up to his palace. <laughs> Trump Tower Palace. <laughs> He's got a vertical palace. <clears throat> uh, well, once again, folks, I would like to recommend uh, the episode of uh, Le Show on the interweb. Let me go find it real quick so I can get the, the correct number because it was an interview with... Uh, an investigative journalist that has followed Trump for years. And it is a fascinating insight into the man's life. Uh, Brother, I don't remember. April 10, perhaps? Oh, yeah. That was really good. It was was good. So, you know, yay, Trump's good, whatever. You know, everyone's all happy about it. Um, There's very, it's very likely that he's uh, horrible and really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know. But then R- Reagan was an actor, a B. Yeah, yeah. He made a living playing yeah. someone else, a B-list actor, and then you know, he was a uh, conservative icon. Yeah. Um, so. <clears throat> oh, did you did you hear this? This. This. This story. This. Yeah. It, um. There was a. Uh, a men's study group that uh, something went oh horribly awry. Um, this happened in uh, Massachusetts. Over a dozen men at Oasis Church enthusiastically signed up for the acclaimed Wild at Heart book study earlier this year, but they may have gotten more than they bargained for. Early Wednesday morning, the session was scheduled to take place in the lightly wooded field behind the church, and that's where things seem to have gone wrong. The open field, which is framed by the interstate on the south and the church parking lot on the north, soon became the backdrop for a desperate attempt to survive as the group was reportedly unable to retrace their path down a trail dotted with trees back to the church and civilization at the conclusion of their study. We were really fearing for our lives out there. It was frigidly cold. 
Group leader Rudy Carl, uh, Carson told reporters of the 58-degree spring morning, We tried waving down passing semi-trucks and joggers, but no one heard our cries for help. Hank ran across the street to the 7-Eleven, but they didn't have a public bathroom or a phone we could use, so we were back to square one. A group vote decided their next course of action to head back toward the church rather than risk the elements. They loaded their gear back into their two trucks and attempted to navigate the small patch of land by heading toward the church's steeple on the horizon, approximately 75 yards in the distance. After the group aimlessly drove around the thicket for more than an hour, a passing group of youths on BMX bikes reportedly found their survivors and led the remaining 50 feet to the church parking lot medics were immediately called to the scene to treat the brave but traumatized group of men after all this carson says we're not giving up on the wild at heart study there's something primal risky and wild in god's heart while we may have come uncomfortably close to death in this harrowing experience we're that much closer to finding out what it means to be a real man of god impressive this is the david allen show DavidAllenShow.com
This is the David Allen Show. It's May 5th. Cinco de Mayo. May 5th. <laughs> That's what I said. It's just, May, it's just May 5. 2016, this episode, Baker's Dozen. <laughs> episode 13 of the David Allen Show. Are we allowed to call transabled people mentally disturbed? This article in the Federalist from last June. Mm. At the National Post today, there is an absolutely insane piece about a tiny group of people who want to cut off parts of their body or live as disabled people despite being physically fine. This is not a parody or click hole or anything like that. You may have seen this disorder on Nip Tuck or another TV show. What's clip hole? Uh, click, 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 click hole. hole. Like clickbait. Oh, okay. Just to get you to click into it so they can sell ads. Got it. Sorry. Uh, you may have seen this disorder on Nip Tuck or another TV show and thought it was a made up thing, but it is not made up. It's a real thing. When he cut off his right arm with a very sharp power tool, a man who now calls himself One Hand Jason. <laughs> Let everyone believe it was an accident. No, does he really call himself that? But he had for months tried different means of cutting and crushing the limb that never quite felt like his own. Training himself on first aid so he wouldn't bleed out, even practicing on animal parts sourced from a butcher. Quote, my goal was to get the job done with no hope of reconstruction or reattachment, and I wanted some method that I could actually bring myself to do. He told the body modification website ModBlog, People like Jason have been classified as transabled, feeling like imposters in their own bodies, their arms and legs in full working order. Quote, we define transability as the desire or the need for a person identified as able-bodied by other people to transform his or her body to obtain a physical impairment, says Alexander Baril, a Quebec-born academic who will present on transibility at this week's Congress of the Social Sciences and Humanities at the University of Ottawa. Quote, the person would want to become deaf, blind, amputee, paraplegic. It's, it's a really, really strong desire. Uh, there's a link to read that actual paper. Uh, transibility, known to medicine and psychology as Body Integrity Identity Disorder, or BIID, first which is different than BED. <clears throat> I think it is, yes. Callback. <laughs> is the need of a person identified as able-bodied by others to transform his or her body to obtain a physical impairment or disability, henceforth disability. What? Oh, impairment and disability are being called disability. While many transabled people say they suffer from BIID, other individuals with this need self-need self-identify as transabled a term coined by O'Connor, the transabled activist who started transabled.org. You should look that up. Following many activists' usage, I use the terms transabled transibility, and like other disability studies, authors who criticize the limits of the social me model of disability and the dichotomy between impairment and disability use these terms interchangeably, favoring disability. Transabled people wish to become deaf, blind, have limbs amputated, or acquire other disabilities. Driven by this desire, a significant number of affect a, a significant number affect these transitions themselves using firearms, deep burn oh another reason to 
ban guns, deep burn, oh, and fire, deep burns, and other methods. Many transabled people claim to be, quote, trapped in the wrong body. They see themselves as disabled individuals whose bodies do not reflect what they feel and assert that they suffer not only from an identity disorder and emotional distress dysphoria caused by differences between the physical body and body image, often compared to the experience of transgender transsexual people, but also from significant forms of stigmatization. I don't think there, there's a one-for-one one comparison here. This is the article continuing between being transgender and being transabled. Uh, wanting to live as a younger, attractive version of the opposite sex makes a lot more sense than wanting to live like a paraplegic. For who, are, who are you to judge? Well, <laughs> for trans people who enjoy dressing up like the opposite sex, there's a certain logic to it, even if it's a logic that can be unhealthy or sadly self-destructive. Yeah, 20x times higher of suicide. But does anyone think the body modification part of this story is not the disturbed actions of people suffering from serious mental illness? And this raises other troublesome questions. Is wanting to cut off certain essential body parts reasonable, while wanting to cut off others isn't? Is self-mutilation something that we ought to hail as courageous and brave, but cutting yourself as a teenager problematic? C cutting your genitalia is good, but cutting off your hand isn't? What if you are really into pirate cosplay? and need that peg leg or hook hand to make things complete. Is it okay to say you're mentally disturbed and need therapy and should probably try skipping Comic-Con, or is that a hate crime? We probably, probably, won't be seeing Annie Leibovitz photo shoots for any of these poor people anytime soon. That's who shot Bruce Jenner's change <sighs> pictures. As a woman. Ooh, 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 I heard that he's going to be posing. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Bruce. It's going to be posing um, at the cover of Playboy. Yeah. Um, Nude. Which Are is, you kidding me? Which is Why don't is, they just put a mannequin up there then? No, I mean, to me, this is just taking advantage of somebody with mental illness. Well, okay, there's Why that. not take the schizophrenic that's living in under a bridge in, in uh, downtown L.A. and dress them up and take pictures of them while they're talking to themselves? I mean, it's ridiculous. It's re all of this is ridiculous. You can't you can't say that that this is okay to uh, promote uh, you know uh, whatever Bruce Jenner and the uh, uh, the body modification, and then at the same time they can't cut off their arm if the arm is foreign to them, or uh, why not? <clears throat> Uh, you know, have a schizophrenic with multiple personalities or something, why not issue them, you know, a, a, a driver's license for every personality? Mm -hmm. um, why, uh, why not, if you're schizophrenic, how come you don't get uh, not just one welfare check? Why don't you get five every month? I mean, you can't take this to the, its logical conclusion because there is there's no plumb line. You cannot... You cannot logically or any other way say that one is good and the other one is bad. I mean, you can't. Um, if somebody is an arsonist and they have a strong desire to burn something down and it's just a natural desire and it makes them happy, I mean, well, it'll affect other people. Well, you know, Detroit, there's, I don't know, 30,000 houses that are empty. Well, just have him go and start burning the place right. down. Yeah. You know, Bring all these arsons in and let them go crazy. 
I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, tell. I mean, there's no logical reason why you can't do that. I mean, based upon their logic, um, it's <laughs> it's insanity. It's absolute insanity. This guy. And now, now insanity is part of our culture, where uh, what was sane is now insane, mm-hmm. and vice versa. He wraps up the article. Future readers, forgive my thought crime. I recognize that rejecting the transabled as completely mental is never going to be a sustainable position in a society where body modification is just another choice. As Ayn Rand wrote, quote, the uncontested absurdities of today are the accepted slogans of tomorrow. They come to be accepted by degrees, by dint of constant pressure on one side and constant retreat on the other, until one day when they are suddenly declared to be the country's official ideology. Be sure to reserve your dolphinoplasty today. I think you could probably... That's a great point. I think you could probably uh, make the case that things like uh, ladies having uh, boob jobs to enhance the size of their breasts, um, that have perfectly natural, normal breasts because it makes them feel better. I mean, you could maybe make the case that that started the road down down this direction. Why can't I have gills? Well, yeah, exactly. Wouldn't exactly. that be really, really handy? Well, I'm sure there have been people that, I don't know. Years ago, I met an old guy who used to be an underwater welder. Uh-huh. And he claimed that in Russia, I believe, they have successfully put gills in people. Oh. Which, <laughs> who knows, but he's a crazy, fascinating old guy to talk to. Yeah, but that's not possible. Because, <laughs> and the reason why is that their their system of breathing air and whatnot is different than ours. So, I mean, no. it's ridiculous. No. <laughs> <laughs> Stop talking science. They'd have to completely change. <laughs> Anything is possible. Uh-oh, I just saw it myself. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. My bad. Ah, quit. Quit that. Hold on. We're back. I represented Wall Street as a senator from New York, and I went to Wall Street oh. in December of 2007 you before didn't. the big crash that we had. And I basically said, cut it out. Yes, quit foreclosing you did. on homes. Quit engaging in these kinds of speculative behaviors. And they now, who's exactly to, to blame for the housing crisis? And I think there's plenty of uh, blame to go around. Not home you. buyers who paid extra fees to avoid documenting their income Ooh, home buyers should fault. have known they were getting in over their heads. Yes. Of course we have to deal with the problem that the banks are still too big to fail. We can never let the American taxpayer and middle class families no, ever no, have to no. bail out the kind of speculative behavior that we saw. But we also have to worry about some of the other players. AIG, a big insurance company. <laughs> Lehman Brothers, an investment bank. This is actually um, during a debate she had with Bernie. Uh-huh. And it's hilarious because he's wanting to get to talk. And so he keeps pointing his finger in the air. <laughs> hey, ho, me, me, me. Pick me. Ooh, I'm here. There's this whole area called shadow banking. That's where the experts tell me the next potential problem could come from. As she's talking this, uh, on the screen of this uh, Michael Armstrong who put this compilation together, uh, he is, has a list of all the uh, top contributors to Hillary and is dinging them off as the investment banks that she's railing against that are, have given her uh, 
the highest one, eight hundred twenty-four thousand four hundred two dollars. Goldman Citigroup. Sachs. Citigroup. Oh, Citigroup. Goldman Sachs gave her seven hundred and sixty thousand dollars and seven hundred. $760,740. So I'm with both Senator Sanders and Governor O'Malley actually, in putting not. a lot of... <laughs> O'Malley said, actually, you're not. ...attention onto the banks and the plan that I have put... Bernie, his hand in the air. I'm here. Pick me. ...forward would actually empower <laughs> regulators to break up big banks. I represented New York, and I represented New York on 9-11. Ooh, when you fall back on 9-11, that means you don't have an argument anymore. Yeah. When we were attacked, where yeah. were we attacked? We were attacked in downtown Manhattan, where well Wall done. Street is. I did spend a whole lot of time and effort helping them rebuild. That was good for New York. It was good helping for the economy. Them. And it was a way to rebuke the terrorists yes. who attacked our country. 9-11 was bad. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> this family guy. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's kind of where it goes. When when someone that is opposing you, you can't really oppose them. You call them Hitler. Yeah. And when you need people to really believe you and get behind you, you say that you helped out at 9-11. Those two things will guarantee people to back off. Some people. Well, the people that you're going after. I don't know about Donald Trump. I think Final round. Yeah, I um the audacity of the garbage that came out of her mouth that's oh, just man. stunning. I uh, uh oh back to transabled becoming disabled by choice not chance. Transabled people feel like imposters in their fully working bodies. Okay. Huh. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's just, yeah, the headline cracked me up. My goal is to get the job done with no hope. We saw that already. See, that was Jason, the one-hand Jason. One-hand one Jason. One-hand Jason. There he is again. He, <laughs> wow. Well, there went his juggling career. Maybe, maybe <sighs> that's he's too just bad. that good. Yeah. Oh. I, um, I, I, again, it's, it's one of those things that if you are talking to somebody who strongly believes that um, and is is angry, there's no point in talking to him anymore because you can't use logic. Logic is no longer something to be used because they don't, they don't acknowledge logic. <clears throat> it's all about feelings. It's all about how that person feels. Oh, also, Chris Matthews is hack job. Oh, yes. He's a loon. Yep. He was caught on an open mic the other day, Ooh. commenting how how Melania Trump has that has that runway walk. Oh my God, is that good? He said. Chris <laughs> Matthews <laughs> checking out the next the next um, first bing, lady. Bing bong bong bing bing Woo. bing. Oh. Indeed. Yeah, I don't know. Impressive. Oh, Chris. I mean, they're, it's <laughs> at a certain point, I, I'm going to be so glad when this election is over he so said, we can did stop you talking about this stuff. I know. Stuff. He said, did you see her walk? Oh, my God, is that good? He said, runway walk. Oh. I, I could watch that runway show, he said. He, did he get a tingle down his <laughs> leg or whatever? Ooh. He got that with Barry. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> maybe he plays both sides yeah. of the fence. You never know. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's what he was talking about, how Barry walked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. He had that He's runway walk. He's got that runway walk. Yeah, and his mom just, jeans. There's just something. <laughs> there's just something about him with his muffin top. <clears throat> um, yeah. Uh, on a positive note, if we can have a positive Excellent. note, middle school, let's see, administrators at one West Virginia middle school have introduced a new disciplinary alternative to traditional suspension that they believe could be more effective. Beatings? In reforming troubled students. Huh. At Huntington East Middle School, nonviolent, non Verbally abusive behavior is handled by offering parents the option of a reverse suspension. In a reverse suspension, instead of sending a child home, the student's parent is invited to come to school and spend the entire day by his side. Quote, when we started combining schools, we had a lot of kids getting in trouble and getting suspended, school parent partner Stephanie Powell told WOWK-TV. Huntington East Middle School student Justin Young shared how the policy has worked for him personally. I was suspended multiple times last year, but this year, not once. Apparently he didn't like his mom. <laughs> Justin explained that when he and his mother got home from their day of reverse suspension, they had a family talk. She wanted to know if I acted like that when she was not around. I said no, because I wanted to be good for you. Principal Frank Barnett said the approach has helped the school reduce student suspensions by two-thirds and bad behavior incidents by more than half. The school discovered that for many students, suspensions were seen as a break from school, something they planned for. We try to avoid that at all costs, but there are times it cannot be avoided, uh, Barnett, Barnett told WOWK, WOWK-TV. Channel 3. <laughs> The principal shared that around 30 families opted for reverse suspensions this year. Who, as a parent, wants to sit in class? It's embarrassing, parent Stephanie Howell told WOWK. It's a good motivator to not have your parents come and sit with them. Principal Barnett explained that the school decides how to address each behavior incident on a case-by-case -case basis. What do you think about that? Instead of kicking the kid out... You, <laughs> you kicked the parent in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it works, I don't know. If there's, uh, you know, what the typical, I don't know, I hate to say liberal because they're not liberal. Uh, progressive might say is, uh, well, what about those children whose parents are working or they're a single mother and they just can't, they just can't come in. So when their kid what gets suspended, that? when their kid gets suspended, they have to yes. pay for daycare. Yes. Mm, that's better. That's, that's better. <sighs> the horror. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, everything is about uh, uh, that one exception or how this one person would feel this one time. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, if it works, who? I mean, does. I don't think it would work with everybody. Um, in some areas, uh, the mothers, you know, and in more economically depressed areas, the mothers probably don't have a lot of. You know, uh, maybe they have more time in their hands. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? I find it sad that the school has to <laughs> force parental involvement. Yeah. 
Now, I I think it's cool that they found that it kind of works. Yeah, but I, but the whole school system is so horribly flawed. Well, anyways, yeah. I mean, where do you even begin? Mm-hmm. Kind of like the uh, our political system, but our political system has been flawed from the beginning. I mean, uh, wasn't it like set up to be replaced pretty soon? What um, well, our our system? Mean with like checks and balances to be. That the gov to keep the government small. Yes. Yeah. To give power to the people to actually keep the government from getting power to control the people. Yeah. Oh, wait, two hundred, two hundred, how many years? Yeah. <laughs> Not that many. Well, um, but, where? Hmm. But then you had like uh, I believe Alexander Hamilton was a fe- federalist, and Thomas Jefferson was an anti-federalist. Finish him. <laughs> and, and so even back then, the Federalists wanted a big central government, and the Anti-Federalists wanted states' rights, mm-hmm. decentralize it, because they didn't want some big uh, monolithic uh, government that's going to eventually become totalitarian. Um, but, I, I mean, this is inevitable. I mean, mm-hmm. look at every single empire. I mean, it always goes this way. <clears throat> uh, how many businesses... That are family owned last. Now there there might be some that become huge, mm-hmm. but it's not really family run anymore. Somebody else right. runs it, and it's because uh, it's just it's just uh, the kids don't have the experiences that their dad had that made him successful, and because they don't have those experiences, they're not going to be as successful as. I mean, it's just natural. It's normal. Yeah. And um, if you don't struggle a lot, you're not going to be strong in certain ways. And I mean, I mean, it's common sense when you think about it. But, uh, but it seems like every, I don't know, four or well, for sure, every eighty years, people forget all the lessons that were lost right. were learned in the previous eighty years. So they have to relearn them again to their detriment. So now socialism is seen as cool and hip, and wonderful even though you know 35 years ago uh you know more more people were killed by communists in the 20th century than nazism and everything else combined i mean uh, uh mao Zedong killed over 60 million chinese um uh stalin killed over 40 million um pol pot killed i think it was two million out of six million um <clears throat> communists um, socialists and uh, for a socialist communism is the ultimate goal <laughs> so it's just it's just insanity you know those who say those who, who do not study past are doomed to repeat it well I mean it's happening all over again and these people that that refuse to study the past are so arrogant to think that their forefathers were too stupid to know what was going on and were more enlightened, enlightened and were more smart. And it's ridiculous. It's arrogant. It's foolish. But it's being a human. <laughs> Mankind is dark. No, they're good. Good, well, by, I mean, good you know, by default. Sometimes, sometimes. Sometime. Good by default. They're good at sports. Hair, hair. (laughs) All right, this is the David Allen Show. Uh, We are unfortunately coming to an end. 
of this this episode baker's dozen <laughs> oh 14 <what>? minus one <laughs> indeed davidellenshow.com <laughs> you're not going to believe this but it seems like the Atlanta Hawks did not particularly enjoy being absolutely strafed by the Cleveland Cavaliers in Game 2 of their Eastern Conference semifinals. Sure, the Hawks' wonderful Twitter account was able to find the gallows' humor in being on the receiving end of an NBA record 25 three-pointers, but apparently the players on the court and on the receiving end of the bombs away beat down didn't find Cleveland's pursuit of the net scorching history quite so amusing. In the locker room after the loss, Hawks All-Star forward Paul Millsap said he was speechless over the Cavaliers' unbelievable shooting effort. Apparently that didn't extend to a conversation with Cavs beat writer Chris Haynes of the Northeast Ohio Media Group. Quote, It's a certain way of being a professional, Paul Millsap said to Cleveland.com. I'm not mad about it, but just being professionals, man. If that's how you want to approach it, that's how you approach it. I think our team and our organization has class, and I don't think we would have continued to do that. But other organizations do other things, so what can you, what can you do about it? Al Har- Horford echoed his front court mate's sentiments. We probably wouldn't do anything like that if we were in that position, he told Cleveland.com. It's hard to say, but I would say no. It's because they don't have the ability to shoot 25 three-pointers. <laughs> yeah, I know. The Hawks' displeasure seems to stem from Cleveland's insistence on chucking from deep even after tying the second-largest halftime lead in NBA playoff history. Tying the previous postseason record for threes in a playoff game less than seven minutes into the third quarter and breaking it just 31 seconds after that. The Cavs headed into the fourth up by 36 and no Cleveland starter played in the fourth quarter. But Tyrone Lou's reserves still let him fly, hoisting 11 more long balls in the final frame. That, the logic goes, is unprofessional. No, you destroy the... I mean, if, yeah. if this is... You want, to, you want to destroy their confidence so that the next game they're going to come out with their tails between their legs. I mean, that's the way it is. It's not how we, it's not how we roll. Everyone gets a trophy. Isn't right? That, that is crazy. That's crazy. I sound professional. You don't shoot against me. You don't play offense against my team. That's un unprofessional. Yeah. When you're ahead, you quit. You quit until yeah. I get up, and then you then you come back. Got to be close. Yep. Yep. What a joke. What a bunch of big fat rich crybabies. That's weird. Can, it's unprofessional. Look how much they they've uh, drank the Kool Aid. I know. Oh man. Well, these are well, these are probably what mid twenties. Most of these kids. Yeah. So they are. There you go. They're in that age. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you though. I'll tell you what. If a team as a group ha- can shoot and hit 25 threes, go get them. Absolutely. Man, that's fantastic. Maybe you should up your defense a little bit there, buddy. You know. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> or start shooting them yourself yeah. and making them. Wow. That made us feel bad. It's unprofessional. We wow. felt bad. Finish him. They did. <laughs> Brutality. Well done. Outstanding. Flawless victory. <laughs> it would appear. This is the David Allen Show. 
Uh, David, you have anything left? No, I'm emotionally and physically emotionally spent. spent. You are emotionally spent. I have a little something left. Sorry. Um, goodbye, Gap. Sorry. Hold on. <laughs> time and time again, you hear one thing in speeches, and then you see a campaign that has the worst kind of tactics, reminiscent of the same sort of Republican Ready, wait attacks. For it. On Democrats. Shame well, on you, Barack Obama. That it is not only wrong, but it is undermining core Democratic principles. Since when do Democrats attack one another on universal health care? I have looked at. That was her shame on you, Barack Obama speech from 2008. Uh, I've looked at the legislation that Senator Sanders has proposed, and basically, he does eliminate the Affordable Care Act, eliminates private insurance, eliminates Good. Medicare, eliminates Medicaid, TRICARE, Children's Health Insurance Program. Just there because again. Senator Obama chose not to present a universal health care plan does not give him the right to attack me because I did. So let's have a real campaign. Enough with the speeches and the big rallies and then using tactics that are right out of Karl Rove's playbook. This is wrong, and every Democrat should be outraged. The Democratic Party in the United States worked since Harry Truman to get the Affordable Care Act passed. So shame on you, Barack Obama. It is time you ran a campaign consistent with your messages in public. Oh, 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 one more. Hillary Clinton's attempt to tout her foreign policy experience hounded her again on the campaign trail today. I made, uh, you know, I uh, made a, a mistake in, in describing it. I she claimed she misspoke times. last week and was sleep deprived when she described landing under sniper fire in Tuzla, Bosnia, something that didn't happen. But CBS News has found several times in the past few months when Senator Clinton used the Bosnia trip to try to show her international experience. December in Iowa. You know, we landed in one of those corkscrew landings and 2007. ran out because they said there might be sniper fire. I don't remember anybody offering me tea on the tarmac when that was happening. Then in February. The welcoming ceremony had to be moved inside because of sniper fire. And last week. And, uh, I remember landing under sniper fire. We basically were told to run to our cars. Now that is what happened. Just some differing accounts of your trip to Bosnia, and I'm wondering if you can clarify. I know you, you recall uh, you know, ducking under sniper fire, and, and Sinbad in his account who's on the trip, he, he said that the most dangerous part was remembering where he was going to eat next. Do you He's actually, a comedian, you know, Jack. <laughs> He's a comedian. So you actually recall, you know, hearing gunfire and were you when we were When we were flying into Bosnia, we came in in a uh, evasive maneuver. Um, there was no greeting ceremony. How do you fly in in an evasive maneuver? That would be a crash, wouldn't it? Well, if you're going to land? You, you, no, what they, what they do, like in Afghanistan, they'll come drop in. fast? Yeah, they'll drop okay. in really okay. fast. And we basically were told to run to our cars. Now that is what happened. After CBS News video showed what really happened when she landed <laughs> and greeted officials, about with Chelsea Senator Clinton there Shaking were risks, so, but explained to the... So this is the first lady. This was when she yeah, was the first lady. Yeah, when she was president. Yeah, I'm sorry. She was the okay, first lady. Okay, now yeah. if that was the case, if that actually was the case, all of those Secret Service men and women should be fired. Oh, man. Horrible. And military. And military should should be complete. Uh, pack up your bags, go home, and get a job driving truck or something because you're never going to be in the security business again. I mean. Flipping burgers. 
That's outrageous. Philadelphia Daily News, why she was seen on the Bosnian tarmac greeting a young child if it was really so dangerous. I was also told that the greeting ceremony had been moved away from the uh, tarmac, but that there was this eight-year-old girl, and I said, well, I have, I can't, I can't rush by her. I've got to. Oh, oh, I said I couldn't stop because I'm so good. At least greet her. So She's I greeted her. I took her stuff and I left. Now that's my memory. Well, okay. Yeah. See, did you hear that? That that's was a Clintism. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was my mm -hmm. memory. Mm -hmm. That's a performative. So I'm not lying. Yeah. That was my memory. Mm -hmm. You bet. Once again. That's called a performative. Mm. If, if you say something that basically prefaces what you just said mm -hmm. to make what you said. Or modifies truth. it. Yeah. One of them is, uh, now listen, I want you to listen to me. Because if you go back, if we go back and we made, if I can, if I remember, I'll drag it up for a next show. Um, when Clinton yeah, was, I had no sexual, okay. but what I he had said, no sexual <laughs> relations with that Whoa, woman. Bill, Bill, where'd you come from? <laughs> I didn't see you there. Hi there. Hey, can I get in on this? Bashing <laughs> Hillary. She's not going to listen yeah, to this. Do it. <laughs> do it. Okay. Um, the first, before he said that, he says, now I want you to listen to me. Now I want the American people to listen to me. I did not have sexual relations I with that woman. He started relations. it with, I want you to listen to me. So now, there you go. I want you to listen to me. When you go outside and you see that grass, it's purple. It's purple. Yeah. You go out to that grass, it's purple. I want you to listen to me. It's yeah, purple. You're not saying it's no, purple. That's you're right. saying, you're, listen yes. to me. Listen to me because what I'm going to tell you. This is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. But Let me say this about that. I'm going to say this about that. Yeah, that's true. So whatever because, you say could be absolute nonsense, just rubbish. Yeah, and it doesn't because matter. you've already uh, you prefaced qualified it, it by it's saying a qualification. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well done. And her memory doesn't match our videotape. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Now this is, is this from two thousand eight? Well, this is when it came. I don't have. But this is when she was running against Obama, I believe. So, and so they went back and drug up footage from back when she did this. So she says, well, we went on Cyberfire, all the stuff. Uh, and then, of course, CBS News goes back and looks. Oh, we were there with, with cameras. Let's oh, go check it out. Oh, no. Oh, her memory is not quite what our camera. She and her daughter Chelsea lingered on the tarmac to greet U.S. military officials. Took photos. There was the group of seventh graders on the tarmac, too. <laughs> it's so bad they have seventh graders hanging outside under sniper fire. It's getting, and then it's Senator getting Clinton walked to the armored vehicle where she did eventually dock and enter. <laughs> there was a group of old people you from know, the nursing home. You know why she ducked and entered? Because you have to get into a Humvee. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh. Final round. Finish her. Okay. Trump? Huh? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. There you go. There you That's go. That's your, uh... Sick him. <laughs> yeah, go get him. I, I wonder if he's going to get a picture of her next to Lee Harvey Oswald with uh, <laughs> Ted Cruz's dad. Well, that'd be funny. That would, that would be funny if it turned out <laughs> she was somehow, somehow involved. This is the David Allen Show. Wrapping up this episode number 13. 14 minus 1. 
Baker's dozen. Ba- yeah. I thought we were gonna have donuts this episode. What in the world happened? Yeah, I guess. I'm so gonna next have time to, we have to have fourteen of them. I'm gonna I'm have in. to fire my people. Ah, oh. yeah. They'll Terrible. never work in this town again. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, 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 bong, bong. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Isn't that? That's horrible, though. They can take anything you say out of context and make you sound like a lunatic. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here, case in point. Yep. I mean, don't bark on a microphone if you don't want people to use yep. it. Yep. Yep. Anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. It's true. DavidAllenShow.com. We are live every Thursday night. Somewhere between the 7 o'clock and 8.30 hour we start. Uh, live on mixlr.com uh, slash the postmaster is the feed. The David Allen Show. We are on li- live, uh, live to you, live to tape on uh, iTunes, and now, and now, the Google Play Store. You can find the David Allen Show there. Hi, Falutin. Hey, huh? heyo. To all you Android people, Android lovers. Yeah, I guess. You non-snobs. Oh, no, no, the the anti The hard workers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm, no, because usually if you are a, a Samsung f- person, you are so much better than people that have an iPhone. <laughs> well, the iPhones are, iPhone's are so lame. pot-smoking, you know... Uh, uh, Yuppies? Yeah, uh, no, uh, artists. <laughs> hey, Crap. wait, I have one, Crap. and I'm neither one. <laughs> So I guess that stereotype should die. Bing, 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 bing. Thank bing, you. Bing. Bye. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs>